The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Ah, uh, I, I, I'm not social media less and less. I find I find it tedious and turgid and tumultuous. I, I'm doing quite a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. I'm finding that very valuable. Facebook, I, I got hacked. I think via Facebook the other day on my uh, Instagram account. So I haven't I've sort of, I think I've managed to protect my Instagram account because lots of people got affected by it. And so I've sort of not reignited Instagram and I'm not missing it one little bit. Facebook, um, we post regular stories, facebook.com forward slash Bruce Business. So I'm kind of obliged to go there. Twitter, I keep a casual eye on because I follow a lot of news feeds. But is there space for more social media content in the world? Certainly there is an outfit in Nigeria that thinks so. Victor Homoswana is the author of Africa Bounces Back, Case Studies from a Resilient Continent. Um, this Nigerian social media app, is it any good, Victor? <laughs> good evening, Bruce. When you use words like tumultuous and turgid before you speak to me, man, what am I supposed to do? I I tried to, I checked it out on Play Store, Bruce. It, it is still a very small, like, insignificant for now. But they claim the sound, it, it's, well, you know how they'll say you are over a thousand downloads. That's, that's more or less, it's still in that league. But the reason I find it interesting is Nigeria has 160 or so million users of mobile phones. And with the pride of the West Africans, if they switch on to this, it could be a real threat because the, the founder, Mohammed Aliu, is, is a young, young in, innovator. And his, his spokesperson is a man called Hayasan Anuibo Chinwebo or something like that. And he says, no, we're not in this for the money. We are here to solve a social problem. Now, it could be gobbledygook if you didn't realize that um, Nigeria is one country where there is the first of West Africa Windows hardware certified lab kind of hardware in Xenox Electronics. So there are no blind school when it comes to innovation, particularly ICT, although the piracy of software is still high there. But it is good in the sense that it has all the features. They, they say it's got all the safety features, but it's going to have to be going up the hill if it's going to be challenging the likes of the social media platforms. But it does work. I did download it and then, well, get off it because like you, I'm finding myself overwhelmed. I, I stopped at Instagram when I couldn't remember login details. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? Um, then the I, I'm surprised it's taken the United States this long, not for because of Ethiopia, but because of the United States, to issue a travel and security warning um, about Ethiopia. Why has it taken them this long to get worried? Because money doesn't know politics, Bruce. The business that Ethiopian Airlines is doing across the Atlantic, they fly to all major cities. They fly on the west coast to San, what is it, Los Angeles and San Francisco. They fly into the east, on the east coast to New York and Washington. And they also fly to the Midwest, Chicago. So the business that, that America is doing with Ethiopia is huge. The population of Ethiopians in America is much, much, much larger than the Americans that are in Ethiopia. But because of the Tigrayan conflict where I think two Americans were detained, 
it's it's almost a, a warning. It's you know Americans will will have this clear and present danger report every day to the president. Where in the world are any American citizens under dan- in danger? So they are just saying to Americans, if you have to travel to Ethiopia, make sure you are around Addis Ababa because beyond there we might not be able to have contact. I read the warning on their State Department website, which is what we call DERCO here in South Africa, and they are saying make your own commercial arrangements. You should not have to rely on American assistance or consular assistance. But it's only because of the conflict in Tigray, and if one American gets detained, it's one too many. But they cannot put it on a red list, and they cannot ban travel because there's just too much traffic between those two countries and it's not going to stop now. Both Ethiopian airlines and lots of American companies doing business there and lots of people who are running Ethiopian businesses are Americans or they travel on an American passport. And then finally, um, Africa's debt. Uh, We've had, I think, a couple of rounds of debt forgiveness on the African continent, yet as a whole, the continent's debt levels are higher and higher and higher. Yes, up, up, up and away. You know what? The indebtedness of our continent is horrific. It's scary, Bruce. Because, and, and you've heard it when you've heard of Zambia facing the threat of losing the Kenneth Kaunda, the newly refurbished Kenneth Kaunda, because they owe the, the Chinese. And I know it is a beautiful airport. It's, it's nothing like what they used to have. But you know Kenya has the Madaraka Express, the SGR. You know Ethiopia has the high-speed rail train service that they have crisscrossing Addis Ababa, even here in South Africa. So the problem is the indebtedness was made worse it was already too high and unsustainable, but it was made worse by the COVID lockdown because economies just shut down. And I'm thinking economies with their over-reliance on exports of commodities just could not do much business. Tourism died virtually. There was no travel allowed except maybe for those who are transporting PPE. So what is happening here? Akinumi Adesina, who's the president of the African Development Bank, is warning. He was speaking in Ethiopia at the African Union Summit saying 501 or so billion U.S. dollars. That's what governments collectively on the African continent are collecting. And they are already owing over 550 billion U.S. dollars. But guess what he's saying, Bruce? He's saying we need the replenishment of our debtors' book because we have to help in in better countries with a little bit more special drawing rights, whether it's from IMF, IMF, we must channel them through the AFDB. So he is just saying that as much as we're going to need to help the countries by getting them more credit, these levels are unsustainable. But he is speaking a man who is who's well best positioned because he's financing every bit of infrastructure on the African continent, every agricultural deal that's there, he's financing it. So he's just he's really just as we say, smiling all the way to the bank because his debtors book is just gonna grow and, and grow much more. Good for those people who are investors in the bank, Bruce. Thank you very much. Victor Khomaswana, author of a book himself, Africa Bounces Back, Case Studies from a Resilient Continent. Victor Khomaswana this evening on The Money Show.